Good morning, everyone. I'd like to take a few minutes to talk about uh, practice. So um, yesterday we um, we put a big emphasis on um, sensory awareness, the um, experiences of the body, the senses, and uh, uh, as a place, as a foundation for our awareness, as a objects of meditation, things to be aware of, um, events, phenomena. And so that, of course, will continue today, this invitation, and for the rest of our lives, if we uh, uh, decide to take on this practice uh, further. And so, um, <clears throat> just as a review here, so the, the Buddha inviting us to uh, become uh, particularly aware of what's happening, uh, a kind of an extraordinary attention. We often have a superficial attention, and now we're invited to be, uh, to really tune in, to really feel. Take time to hear, to really hear the cricket. When usually human beings, they uh, con connect with reality for about half a second, you know, oh, cricket, Hi, I love cricket, oh, it sounds like my iPhone. <laughs> You know, we touch reality and then we depart. Like, oh, I need to move in a place where there's more crickets. You know? <laughs> and so in the practice here, we're invited to stay around. You know, to stay around. So keep the connection going. Yeah. So this with uh, events of the body senses. So um, we could think of postures. While uh, they're sitting, they know they're sitting. When she turns her head, she knows she's turning her head. When walking, he knows he's walking. Extremely primary, huh? very, uh, very, very immediate, very basic in a way. So the posture, the activities of the body, unfolding the arm, uh, arm lifting the ladle, being there for that experience. One of the practices for me here is, uh, that's part of my job, is lifting the stick and knocking and then putting the stick down. I could do it so it's done. Stick, ding, 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 down, you know, done. You know? That would be a usual way to live for a human being. And for me, it's an opportunity. Oh, Let me experience the heaviness, or however it's felt, you know. Let me experience this and be there for it. And so here, the activities of the body, the postures we're in, being simply aware of that. And the senses, hearing, is happening. And these things, some, one thing that is touching for me is that, uh, for example, hearing one day it won't be happening anymore. You know? It won't work so well anymore. Um, it doesn't have to be a problem, but it's, a, it's to highlight the fact that uh, there's an ephemerality in this. The capacity to hear is there for a little time, 
in our life. You know. So is the capacity to feel the breath. You know, one day, gone. So um, becoming aware of the senses, the, capa- the mobility, the capacity to walk back and forth, we don't know when that's going to end. And so here we're becoming really sensitive to this. There's something precious happening now. Life, sensitivity. So that's the experiences of the body. Uh, And uh, also we mentioned, especially last night, I think I talked about this some, awareness of moods, emotion, states of mind, qualities in the mind. So if we want to, we can tune in at that level also. This is also presently arisen phenomena. All these have in common to be happening in the now. Human beings, in terms of emotion, often will spend a lot of time on emotion, but emotions of the past or the future. If this happened, how will I feel? Oh, when they said that, I felt like that. And so here we're saying, let's be aware of it as it's happening not those of the past or the future, but let's value the moods, emotions that are here now. When I say emotion, I'm thinking more of a, maybe something that has a wave-like nature that comes like, whoa, big wave of frustration. I'm sitting here, you know, everything was kind of quiet, suddenly, get me out of here, you know. So becoming aware of it in the middle of the wave, yeah, wow, this is happening. This is happening right now, feeling this. It might be in the body, it might be in the tonality in the mind, um, the kind of thinking that happens. In benevolence, the thinking process might be a little different than uh, in uh, anger or hatred. So the way it talks is a different uh, charge, different, uh, different tone, different things that it's saying. For me, in, uh, in reactivity, often uh, nuances are out the window. It's like this, I've always been like this, I will always be like this, or they are like that, you know. People, you know, people suck, <laughs> you know. That's, there's a few nuances lacking here. <laughs> And so, and so, in this practice, there's no judgment. Huh? Oh, I shouldn't think that. No, that's an extreme. Oh, look at that. That's how this mind is behaving, this heart is behaving right now. I'm waking up. And so, moods, uh, when I say that, I'm thinking more of something that is kind of an undertone, you know, grumpy mood, you know, how... Uh, it affects the, the experience of the body, maybe we'll notice something about this, but also how it uh, alters perceptions. Huh? Depending on my mood, which might change, or my emotions, you know, I could be sitting here and the view I have of myself, others, past, future will fluctuate. You know? ah, I'm so happy to be here with crickets. I hope I could, I'd like to stay here for the rest of my life. You know? And suddenly, this is hell, you know? And, and so it's the vision that changes with the mood. So here we're invited to wake up to this and see how the mood change and how it influences the, the sight, the, the, the perceptions we have. 
That's very much what I'm talking about here. To me, it's very much um, related to liberation. Instead of being duped, fool, fooled by uh, all these qualities, to be awake to them, to see, wow, okay, I've, what is it? I've taken the pill of uh, impatience. So now I'm in an impatient world. And so waking up to this. And when there is a benevolence around, either in oneself or you feel in somebody else, you get a hit, you know, of benevolence. Somebody just lets you go through the doorway and you're just hit by the fact that they could have actually gone first, you know, and, you know. And so that little hit of benevolence, that it comes from the inside or the outside, we want to actually uh, be impressed in a way, impressions. So feel that, feel that, oh, look at that. Wow, that's a good way to live. That's a good environment to be in, you know. So being sensitive to, uh, to moods, emotions. Sometimes it seems like nothing is apparent at that level, whether that's a mood, that's, that's a, state, a particular state of mind, neutral, or whatever else, you know, not charged, non-struggling. We might miss this, say, oh, I'm supposed to feel emotions now, you know. Well, actually, if there's not much happening, that's, that's a particular thing. It's not triggered. Huh? Triggered is some, another sensation, feeling. And so as we're here today, um, sitting, walking, moving around, or eating, in the, in the groups this morning, some of us will be find ourselves in the um, in groups, smaller groups. Opportunity to be awake to a body sitting, maybe uh, hearing, being impacted by words said, being um, uh, uh, visited for a few seconds by uh, confusion, shame, joy, you know, uh, as we maybe will be hearing others' experience and Empathy will arise for a moment. Ah, empathy, I feel for this being. Confusion, what are they saying? I don't understand. You know? And so what we're developing is, is the capacity to be visited by a whole range of moods, emotions, and qualities of mind. Some emotions are uh, aff- uh, afflicting us. Yeah? And so... Uh, unpleasant. Sometimes uh, some emotions can be overwhelming huh? if they, because of the charge, the, the kind of uh, volume of it or the length of it. And so part of the art of meditation, uh, if we're um, uh, visited by uh, strong emotions or moods or states of mind, put all this in the same kind of category here. Um, it might be really uh, important to uh, find ways to resor- resource ourselves. Uh, so I'll just give a few little maybe tricks that might be useful or not. Um, so if you feel overwhelmed, if your eyes are closed, it might be uh, something to try to open the eyes because sometimes when the eyes are closed, things are amplified in the heart or even in 
pain in the body. And if we bring back the dominant sense for most of us, uh, suddenly maybe there's a sense of space that uh, it opens up a bit so the emotion will still be there, but maybe there's something opens. And if you open your eyes and try to look a little bit around and find something that uh, is uh, appeasing to look at, you know, maybe the Buddha does that for you. There's something peaceful. Maybe not. I don't know that. We have different sensitivity at different times, but if it does, or the plant, or maybe the teacher is sitting here, then uh, you can, uh, you can uh, put your attention on this. Strong emotion often are vortex-like, and they take all the, they seem to take all the, the attention. They're kind of fascinating in a way. We're absorbed by strong emotions, so much so that it might feel that the whole world, you know, that would describe the whole world is that emotion that is there. And so a skill that we can develop, it's not easy, is to look and try to find what else is happening. Yeah, big, big wave of grief, of fear. But what else? What el- it's there. I'm not denying it. It's totally there. I'm attending to it in the best way that I can. What else is happening? Crickets. This is also true. What else is happening? Just to help balance, because we're, of course, of course we would be caught in the strong emotion. And now we're doing, we're seeing what else is happening. Oh, it's cool in here. You know, and you'll see, and the fascination, yeah, but it'll go back towards this. But that's maybe where we'll need different tools, different qualities of mind courage sometimes, or determination. Um, You know, there's a beautiful garden here. It's good to, especially if we're uh, hanging out with a lot of unpleasantness, if we can, sometimes it's available. expose ourselves or connect with uh, beauty, the woods there, if that's how they feel to you just in the back here. Uh, Nature uh, often for many people is uh, reassuring in some ways, the garden. Uh, If you feel like I can't possibly come back in this room at some point today, it might happen. Sit outside, stay outside and be with the wind and the movement and car passing by and uh, insects and uh, maybe birds. You might also find in your body areas where there's not the strong emotion. Strong emotions often, not always, but are here or here or here. And if you look around in the body, you might find places where there's not, I don't know, angst, anxiety in the earlobe. Check the earlobe. Other places. So these are a few things that we can do if it becomes difficult. When I'm talking about this, I would not want you to think, oh, it's supposed to be really... Uh, difficult here and epic and tragic. No, but it does happen. 
in the human experience, you know. Especially here we've removed a lot of, uh, you know, the things that are um, our coping mechanisms, you know. We don't have our phones, we don't have... Uh, so things sometimes are amplified, but so is the beauty sometimes. Uh, when the mind quiets down and suddenly we're touched by simple things like the breath or or just time that seems to stop for a moment, or the absence of uh, demands on us, maybe. And maybe just to balance things, name a few of the beautiful qualities that arise in the, in the, in the meditation or in the retreat in our lives that uh, we can also become really attentive to. So benevolence, I, I mentioned friendliness, some kind of friendliness that we can feel. So get attuned to that. There's a particular thing, uh, also a particular uh, experience of contentment. Huh? Sometimes when the mind stops being, uh, you know, wanting this and rejecting that and, and really tunes in, uh, and you might have had this already, is just a step suddenly becomes enough reality. And to me, that is very powerful because sometimes I think I'm not enough, this should be happening in my life, all this. And if my mind quiets down and lets go of all these stories, and there's just the stepping or the standing or the turning in the walking, suddenly that's enough reality. It cuts through my delusion. I thought I was not enough. I thought I should be further along. And all this vanishes for a moment of hearing. It shows me that my beliefs are ephemeral, mirage-like constructions. They might not be so absolutely true all the time. You know, they're fluctuating little impressions, very liberating. And so here we tend towards this, really being there to feel the temperature. And suddenly, whoop, just a moment of coolness is enough. I don't need to know and control the rest of life, you know. I'm liberated momentarily, temporarily, Nibbana. And then, you know, the ideas will come back, but then maybe I won't be as full as before. Oh yeah, it appears, so it can also disappear. It's an appearance. Okay, so let's try this uh, a little bit. <clears throat> so please don't, uh, don't become rigid in any way formal. Uh, we're doing formal meditation, but it doesn't mean that we're stuck there. We're certainly not stuck in a... There we can stand up, move, if we need, uh, need to, want to. But we want to be able to choose uh, uh, maybe stillness or invite stillness of the body so maybe the mind and heart also can find some... Uh, uh, can be pacified. 
And one other important thing maybe is to know, remember that we don't have to produce anything here. It's all already there. The senses. There's already a posture. There's a body there. The world of uh, emotions and moods and qualities of mind, heart. It's already happening. Even the knowing is already happening. It's all kind of spontaneous. You're just allowing things to be just as they are. See if we can allow things to be just as they are right now in the body, in the heart, in the environment. Can it be just like this for this body right now? Can it be known? Can it be experienced simply, directly? are used to valuing our ideas and thoughts about stuff, we're um, creating a little bit of a change of values here. We're starting to value immediate experience through the senses. The mind has uh, opinions and things to say. You could try saying, thank you, thank you so much. We're feeling the toes now. We're feeling the belly now. We're discovering the soundscape. Inviting one part of uh, calm, calming, non-reactivity, if possible. And an equal part of uh, wakefulness, aliveness, curiosity.
as we're here with hearing or breathing, at some point maybe a mood or a state of the mind-heart, the quality of the inner landscape or attitude will become maybe more clear. Oh, it's quiet in here. Oh, it's agitated, unsettled, or tender, or friendly, or nothing. We see if we can get acquainted with that particular quality of our mind or heart. Sometimes it's dry in there, sometimes it's spacious, sometimes tight. Notice the quality of the attention will also change, sometimes scattered, sometimes gathered. Sometimes the attention will be well established for a few moments, and then whoops, gone, lost, caught.
what is being known right now in mindfulness practice we know as it's happening where the attention is is it on thoughts or hearing are you aware of a mood is the state of the mind right now? When we ask the question, sometimes we wake up. And so that's the state of mind. Just awake for a moment, present, instead of absent. Maybe there's a wave of calm in there, or a wave of uh, impatience.
Has the attention been uh, hijacked by uh, the thinking process? Or is there presence here? Mindfulness. Are you aware of body sitting, breathing? Aware of something happening now? It could be hearing. It could be the quality of the of the mind right now. Scattered or gathered.
notice with the ringing of the bell uh, the transformations that will happen both in the body and in the mind. There might be a change of uh, state in there, of attitude as the bell rings. Notice if there's a waiting right now for the bell to ring. That's a particular attitude, waiting for something. It might be there or not. Okay, so it's becoming pretty clear no, that we're in, interested in what's happening in the present moment. You know, the past has gone inexistent, uh, the future inexistent also. Right now, don't squander your life. Is that? Don't squander your life. Uh, be awake to what's happening here now, presently arisen uh, states. That's uh, words of the Buddha here. So that's the uh, instructions, uh, senses, body, uh, states of mind, emotions. Um, there's a, a, an acronym that is used to work with um, moods and emotions that uh, might be helpful for you today. Maybe you know it or maybe you, you'll learn uh, this. RAIN, RAIN. Michelle McDonald, one of the senior teachers uh, here, uh, created that um, little device. So. The letter stands for R for recognition. Oh, impatience, impatience. Oh, calm, calm. Oh, uh, anxious. Oh, excited. So recognizing, naming the current uh, state of the mind, uh, allowing it to be like this. Yeah. So instead of debating in it against it, oh, fear, fear feels like this getting acquainted. It's a very different relationship than we usually have with emotions. So recognizing, allowing, becoming interested. What does it feel like to be uh, in a bad mood? What does goodwill feel like or uh, ill will? There's a different taste. What does arrogance feel like? or tenderness, or self-deprecation. Recognize, allow, become interested. How does that feel? So we're waking up in it. And the N is for maybe uh, not personal, nature. Uh, That's in the field of the human nature, to feel this. These are possibilities. People felt that 2,000 years ago. You know, it's of the public domain. 
you know. Doesn't belong to me exactly. Worry. Mm. Public domain. Okay? So, rain, if that's any useful for you. Um, little parenthesis here. Um, so, we start um, doing uh, group meetings uh, today. It'll be uh, over three days. Every one of you uh, will be at some point. Uh, find your way in a little group meeting. So we uh, work hard to make sure everybody's uh, in there. Uh, if on the last day you see, uh, so today, Thursday, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, if your name wasn't there, let us know because we made a mistake. We don't want that. Um, unless you want that, just don't tell us. <laughs> You'll get away with it. Um, uh, and so your job also, mindfulness, is when you look at the board, really look at the day, today, Thursday, in conventional reality. Uh, look at the time and uh, the place where it's happening. Because often, you know, we'll look quickly and we'll, oh, I thought it was at that time or there. Or, so just really tune in when you get to the board, look at this well. The meeting itself, it's... Um, there's going to be a group of us, maybe eight of us. And it'll be a chance to say a few words about uh, the pra practice to check in about what's happening. It's very candid. Uh, it's exactly as it is. Uh, and so you can say a, a few words that you'll choose. Um, if you wanted to be silent, it, it, it would probably be possible. But we'll, uh, the idea is to get the chance in the silence to hear the other's experience. Uh, and uh, usually it's very um, useful. It gives us a little insight in the experience of the others, what's, uh, um, what we share and what is different. Um, you could, if you want, think about it a little bit and think, oh, I'd like to share about this or see uh, what arises as you're there. Uh, what we want is to, to um, have a little sharing uh, about what is happening here now. So not so much the story of your practice, of your, of your life, but really like what's here. And sometimes something of the past is really much here. So we might bring it like this happened before I came and it's, you know, it's really in the field for me. But we're talking about uh, meditation. What's happening on the cushion, in the walking, in the silence? What is, uh, are your discoveries, questions, uh, challenges? Uh, and also the form it'll take is not so much an open exchange, but everyone will have a few uh, minutes to say a few words about uh, how it's unfolding. And Anushka or I, you'll be with one of us, will um, we'll, um, maybe have a question or comment a suggestion that might be useful or not. So... Please, when, uh, like when it's going to finish here, there's a first group at 9.15. It works really well if you don't go and get tea and check the weather outside, you know. Like, come promptly, mindfully, <laughs> promptly to the group so we can be begin at all together at the same time. And then we have the, the time to check in with everyone. Uh, Tara might be there uh, sometimes uh, witnessing what uh, happens. So it's... Uh, part of her training uh, to do this. Um, she will also be offering uh, individual meeting. 
uh, for uh, there'll be a sign-up uh, sheet. So she'll offer a few uh, spaces every day. So this is important here. This is uh, if you're struggling in some way, you want to uh, uh, get uh, uh, some help, guidance uh, from somebody who knows well, very, very well this practice, uh, then you could sign up. It would have to be on a day where you don't have a group meeting. Huh? So we're trying, there's three of us here, a hundred people, we're trying the best way with the time we have to support, uh, to, to offer the most support we, we can. So, uh, so this is an opportunity that uh, is there if you feel the need. Any questions about uh, the meetings? Okay. A question about uh, maybe moods, emotions, how to work with them, something that wasn't clear or that you would like a few more words on, something particular, particular mood or emotion that uh, difficult to work with or yes oh, I've noticed that sometimes language finding a word for something seems to fix it uh -huh. there's this tension between having something un unfixed by language yeah. versus being sort of loose yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. so about the limitation of language yeah. and its usefulness and so, yeah, it's for you to see when it's useful and not, and you know how, yeah. So sometimes actually naming something can be helpful because otherwise it's like, oh, what's going on? Oh, I'm actually agitated. Oh, agitated, okay, you know? So that could be useful in this way, maybe other ways. And maybe if you feel like actually defining will solidify or Let's let it be alive, you know. And in the practice, the primary thing we want to do is actually to feel. Huh? So it's not so much conceptual. So the naming like this is sometimes described as a, it should be as light as the wing of a um, dragonfly. Huh? So kind of almost transparent. So it means, uh, you know, if I'm sitting here, I'm like, uh, I'm saying like, um, I don't know, shame, shame. Shame is just, it's almost like a frame around a, a, a piece of art, you know, to help me actually experience the piece of art, you know. So I say shame, shame to feel, oh yeah, it has that kind of heat in it or hardness or a vibration, you know. So for me, it's useful because I name to feel and sometimes I'll uh, name, but not uh, a precise word. It feels exactly like this right now. So you see, it's not, oh, it's like this right now. So the frame is still there. It's not defining exactly, but it's inviting me to feel. The, word, the use of word is the same also when we, uh, we um, there's a technique called labeling. That's pretty much what we're talking about. But it can happen as we're sitting with the breath. I could say in, out. It's not to say, okay, in, in is done, out, out is done. It's in to help me feel the in. Or I'll say out, very light little note. To It's, it's using the thinking mind that would probably depart in thinking about a hundred things. So I say, oh, let's use the thinking mind, you know, to actually direct 
ourselves towards the present experience. So in walking, I might say, stepping, to help me actually be there with the foot landing, you see? And there's a point where we don't want to lab label because the, maybe the, the attention is sharp, clear. It's really feeling. There's no need for words. I don't need to say in, out. It's happening, you know? So, and anything you'll discover about this for yourself, you know? Because that's, we're investigating, we're exploring. So you're saying, oh, it's limiting sometimes. Drop it. Okay? Good. Talking about um, walking a bit here. So as you're doing the, the walking, uh, if you want to play with the form, you could do one crossing, being aware of hearing. Let the soundscape become really alive, that universe kind of open up for you. And then stop, stand, turn in awareness. Then as you walk again, be aware of seeing colors, uh, brightness, I don't know, beauty, I don't know. Seeing is happening, sensitive in this way. Stop, turn, feel the body moving in space. A live being moving in space. Stop, turn, just the feet. Let the awareness become really awake in that area. That's becoming your universe. I don't know, lightness, hardness, softness. I don't know what you'll experience. I'm putting words on it, but you know, we're communicating <laughs> what counts really is the experience. So one time, four steps. You know, one time uh, hearing, seeing, body moving in space, stepping, and then start again, if you want. Okay. Uh, good morning of uh, practice. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.